Yes. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card, or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Dom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. It is Dom time. Welcome in, everyone. Uh, got some great guests coming by, but a lot of stuff that we've uncovered since yesterday about Mike Johnson. But I didn't want to forget about this. Where were students told yesterday? Imagine the mob supporting Hamas and the killers in Palestine at Cooper University in New York City yesterday was trying to get into the library to get at Jewish students that were in the library. The librarians barricaded the doors, and then they told the Jewish students where they really might take shelter since the NYPD stood by and thought somehow or another this is a uh, legitimate protest. Well, the librarians said to, think about this now, Jewish students you can hide in the attic of the library. All right? I trust people think of one of the most famous pieces of literature of the last, what, 70 years or so. Hide in the attic, Dan Frank. Here we go again. At a major American institution, Cooper Union University. These. Um, rioting students, the pro-Palestinian element, were said to say, we're not going to enter the campus, and then they did enter the campus with their protest, if you will. And then they were looking around for Jewish students. I'm not sure how they spotted them in the library. But as a result of that, they uh, started trying to break down the doors that were bolted to get into the library. And as that was happening, Jewish students, you can see it on tape, were told, well, you can shelter in the attic of the library and be protected there. That's what it's come to with these mobs. And I'm tired of being said, well, what about the other side? Do we see uh, Jewish students engaging in activities like that or supporters of Israel here? No, we don't on college campuses. We see the mob, though, doing that because they're used to always getting their grievance listened to. Big bad Israel. We're just the little guys. Imagine being told, Jewish student, well, you can go into the attic and await your fate. All right, phone lines are 855-839-1210. I like Mike Johnson even more than yesterday. 
Bill Crystal, who is arguably the face and the body of the neocons, immediately yesterday gave him, gave Mike Johnson, the new speaker, an F grade because he doesn't support all this spending in Ukraine. An F grade, a severe F. In fact, uh, Crystal and his report on Mike Johnson under a category made an anti-Ukraine statement or statements, cited this one. When Mike Johnson, the new speaker, said, we should not be spend, uh, sending another $40 billion abroad when our own border is in chaos. American mo- mothers are struggling to find baby formula, gas prices, record highs. American families struggling to make ends meet without sufficient oversight over where the money will go. Boy, way to go, Bill Crystal. That guy deserves an F for that. No doubt about it. Now, as this was developing yesterday on the show, and we had the opportunity, as um, the Johnson vote was going on, to talk about Mike Johnson, then when the vote, when he became the fait accompli, and one thing I predicted, and boy, do I have a lot of good stuff for you on this, They would say, election denier extraordinaire. I actually saw some commentary last night. This guy was kind of the architect of January 6th. Oh, my God. I'm going to give you what he wrote in his amicus brief around the federal lawsuit that involved Pennsylvania in the 2020 election. And this is January 6th, rioting and inflammatory material. No, it's very thoughtful, whether you agree with him or not. But here's one example, Sean. This is cut three. Here's the uh, PBS White House correspondent, Laura Baron Lopez. She's there yesterday with Biden and the Australian prime minister. And she's uh, asking him, is this guy going to try to overturn the upcoming election? About Mike Johnson. Cut three. President, thank you. If I may, I have a breaking news question and then an Israel one. First, uh, after 22 days, House Republicans just elected Mike Johnson of Louisiana as the Speaker of the House. Johnson advocated conspiracy theories about voting machines and a rigged election in 2020. Not true. No he voting machines, his colleagues To join a lawsuit to invalidate the results. No of voting machines. Stop. So it. if you. Uh, no, so keep on going, Sean. I'm talking about election in 2024. Are you worried that a Speaker Johnson would again attempt to overturn the election? No. Why not? Because he can't. Well, look, just like I was not worried that the last guy would be able to overturn the election. They had about 60 lawsuits and all the way to the Supreme Court, and every time they lost. I understand the Constitution. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. Uh, can you imagine that question? All right, so what did Mike Johnson do? I had the great one on my show, rare appearance around this, because I heard him talking about Pennsylvania. That's Mark Levin. I'm going to play you what he said, because Mike Johnson wrote the opinion, the amicus brief, for about 140 or so representatives who said, look at these shenanigans in Pennsylvania. Johnson, in his brief to the Supreme Court, said the U.S. Constitution empowers only the Pennsylvania legislature. And you're going to hear Levin in a moment. That's exactly right. They're the only ones that can make up the voting infrastructure. Not Governor Wolf, not the rogue Supreme Court. It's the legislature. And the legislature 
should have said, we're following the Constitution here. You can do whatever you want, but these are going to be the rules around the election. That's not election denial. That's the Constitution. Um, Johnson, the new speaker, wrote, Pennsylvania Secretary of the Commonwealth Bookvar violated Article 2 of the U.S. Constitution when she usurped legislative power by unilaterally abrogating Pennsylvania statutes that mandate signature verification on mail-in and absentee ballots. Now, this isn't voting machines. This isn't Sidney Powell. I'm not Sidney Powell. You saw this. I saw this. This is exactly the core of it. Does that sound like a lunatic? Meaning Mike Johnson? Here's what Mark Levin said, and Sean, I may uh, stop this for a minute. It's a little bit long. Here is Mark Levin. This will be cut 7A on the uh, Supreme Court and talking about the Pennsylvania legislature with me right around that time in 2020 and why the legislature ought to step up and say, we're constitutional, you're not. What's the remedy? What's the uh, Levin remedy? Well, I'm a little concerned already because I read that uh, the Republicans are bringing a lawsuit in federal court to challenge what the Supreme Court, which, of course, is a left-wing Democrat-controlled court, elected court in Pennsylvania, uh, has done, which is to uh, set the stage they're trying for Biden victory and some of the things they're doing, as well as the governor and the executive branch. You know, no matching signatures. What are they, insane? Um the uh, the Supreme Court has extended the uh, the dates mm-hmm. several days uh, in which uh, ballots can be received. They're, they're just making up the laws as they go along to help Joe Biden and the Democrats. Now, the, the answer is right there in the federal Constitution. And these state representatives and state senators have an obligation under the federal Constitution to do their job. This is a federal election. Article 2, Section 1, Clause 2 of the Constitution. It's not even in debatable. Quote, each state shall appoint in such manner as the legislature thereof may direct a number of electors equal to the whole number of senators and representatives to which the state may be entitled in the Congress. In other words, the state legislatures all across the country decide how these electors will be chosen. You don't even have to have an election to choose the electors. And early in our history, we didn't. All right, so stop it there, we... Sean. Okay, so that's Mark Levin. And now this is exactly what Mike Johnson was putting out there. Is this lumping us all together? I'm tired of it. I'm just tired of the stupidity of these people, in addition to their ideology. Sometimes it's more stupidity. Lack of research, lack of work. But as predicted, they're going after Johnson on that. Coming up, some uh, right-wing posers who just want their name out there are attacking Mike Johnson because of an adopted son. I'll tell you what that's about. All right? But Mark Levin was right on the money, and that's what the legislature should have done. That's what Mike Johnson was underlining in this carefully worded brief. It's 44 pages. I have it in front of me. There's nothing wild here, but that's what the media would have you believe. Now, they're having trouble, and we'll play you some in the media, with Johnson, because as we said yesterday, his demeanor is not someone you can make wild-eyed and make that case. 
That's one of the reasons why I think he's going to be effective. Rand Paul weighed in and said this guy appears to want Johnson to uh, break up the money for Israel and not money for Ukraine. That's exactly what I want. I think you want. All right, let me give you the side question today, though, okay, and take your calls and everything here. Imagine Jewish students go to the attic at the library. You can't write this stuff in America. What's this, an addendum to Anne Frank? 855-839-1210, you get on board. All right, the side question today, in honor of Mike Johnson, give me your all-time favorite, but come on, you know, we're not looking for layups. That's not going to get you a win, and tell me why. Your all-time favorite, Johnson or John. Now, we prefer Johnson because it's a little bit harder. But if you have a John, we'll take that. Not use it, but take it. So a John or a Johnson. I'm going to take off the board um, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, um, LBJ. I'll leave a couple of others there. As far as Johns, I'm going to take off John the Baptist. All time. John the Baptist. I will get Sean and Jim's a little bit later when they have a chance to ponder it. Hit us with that John or Johnson at the end of your call. What I was talking about with Mark Levin there is exactly what is in this 44-page brief that Mike Johnson filed. He said that uh, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court violated the U.S. Constitution by unilaterally abrogating Pennsylvania statutes that require all mail-in ballots to be received by 8 p.m. on Election Day. Remember that? They said as long as they receive it three days after Election Day. This is what Mike Johnson was writing about and putting out there. So the U.S. Constitution to the dumb media, Mark Levin, and what I'm saying, we're all just a bunch of election deniers. Now, it's one thing. You know, if you get some of the wild stuff that Sidney Powell, for example, was saying, okay, some wild voting machine stuff that people wanted to believe. But this is not that. This is legitimate constitutional issues and questions here. Stuff that we saw right in front of us that could have been avoided. They didn't want to avoid it. Book Bar lost her job, was disgraced. You know the story. She was so hell-bent on this craziness, she forgot to advertise in the proper way with due notice about this constitutional amendment to uh, extend the statute of limitations for alleged victims of sexual abuse. Remember that? She got fired. She had to resign in disgrace. She was too busy concocting this. This election cycle is our first chance to strike back with the Supreme Court to put uh, Carolyn Carluccio on the Supreme Court versus uh, the McCaffrey guy who says it's a living document. And, oh, if you want to get an abortion, put him on the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania. All right, so uh, at the end of your call, you can get in on the side question. Imagine Jewish students there being told because of the mob outside, we got the doors barricaded, but if they break through or before they break through, why don't you go in the attic? Just you can't write Hollywood. If Hollywood had a librarian saying that in a film, we'd all go, come on now. You can't make an Anne Frank reference here, Dom. Come on. That's exactly what happened at Cooper Union. And they're going to keep doing this. 
They're screaming here at Penn and Temple that people are doxing them because we're asking for their name. Put your name alongside your hatred, your support of hang gliders and Hamas. Just put your name alongside it. That's all we're asking you to do. You're the ones that are getting off on Hamas and they're killing. We just want to know your name because we don't want to hire you. We don't want to have anything to do with you. And that's our right. You have a right to support them in this country. You absolutely do. And I have a right to say for the rest of your life, unless you renounce that, I want nothing to do with you. I'm not hiring you. That's not canceling you. That's my right. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Tom Giordano Show. Welcome in. 855-839-1210. That's how you get in. John or Johnston? Johnson. Uh, today is what we're looking for. Remember, you know, Johnson's a little bit harder. We'll take that into account as judges to put your name into the hat for the great Captain Chuckies. We love crabcakes.com. All right. Um, I mentioned Mike Johnson. Let me take a call or two. Coming up, though, a little bit about his family background and how you can tell a conservative poser. They're going to show they're more conservative. They're going to after him because something he said about George Floyd and the fact that he adopted an African-American boy who's now 14. And this was in the context of uh, George Floyd. And how don't trust this guy because of this. Oh, my God. It's too much. From the left, you know, it's the stuff we expect now. But these are conservative. Matt Walsh is one of them uh, talking about this. Now, you might differ on what Johnson, uh, Mike Johnson, the new speaker, has said. But this makes him a risk to conservatives because of this position when he's adopted a kid. How about adopting a kid yourself? These posers, rather than going after a guy who I think is a good man. In fact, before I take that call, Sean, let let me play what he said yesterday, which was to me right out of central casting for what I want to hear. Johnson, uh, when he was uh, confirmed yesterday, here's cut 10. I call them the seven core principles of American conservatism, but let me concede to you all, I think it's really quintessentially the core principles of our nation. I boil them down to individual freedom, limited government, the rule of law, peace through strength, fiscal responsibility, free markets, 
and human dignity. Those, those are the foundations that made us the extraordinary nation that we are. And you and I today are the stewards of those principles, the things that have made us the freest, most powerful, most successful nation in the history of the world, the things that have made us truly exceptional. All right. And uh, here's a little bit of the issue on Twitter, taking some fire when I put this up. These people, oh, you're Republicans living in government, taking away the reproductive rights of women. That's limited government. All right. Now, you know the difference. And again, on abortion, I agree about treading lightly here in a lot of different ways. But that doesn't mean there should be no restriction. Because what about the rights of the other individual involved? At a certain point, by consensus and science, the baby. So they're going after Johnson saying, oh, you put that in as a core principle. How is taking away reproductive rights limited government? Uh, How many times do we have to go through this stuff? I thought that was refreshing. I think he's refreshing. I don't know exactly why the mechanism of how this happened, that in the end we got Mike Johnson, which is really good. But I'm going to ask all that of Jeff Van Drew. He'll be here at 2.30 today. He was inside this. How did it come out that they finally saw? Imagine they went from Tom Emmer, a guy who I don't even know that he knows anything about this country, the congressman from where, Minnesota, who wants to get rid of the Electoral College and was paid by a George Soros group to be the spokesperson for that, to a guy who just enunciated those principles. Wow. Uh, Things work in strange ways. All right, let me go to Scott. He's in Lansdale. He's with Dom on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, Scott. Good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon, Dom. We've met. Yeah, yes, Dr. Scott. Yes, yes. Doctor in residence. Yeah, so I'm a a former Yale faculty person, and I want to say about this university stuff, I think it's highly likely uh, somebody, probably a Jewish student or students, are going to get hurt. And uh, university presidents and their boards have a fiduciary responsibility to keep their people safe, and here we have them taking a lackadaisical approach to what clearly is a great risk for students getting injured To any lawyers listening out there, you have a wonderful opportunity for massive lawsuits against deep pockets should that occur. These university people are incredibly reckless in not stopping this stuff right down, and they're putting their own uh, universities at great financial risk. I just can't believe how reckless they are. And imagine relying on a bunch of librarians here to keep the doors barricaded and offering the comfort of the addict. Oh, my God. Gross recklessness. Um, and they're just, you know, it's just I can't believe that university leaders could be so grossly reckless. And uh, they're going to get what they deserve if what seems obvious happens. Thank you, Scott. Well put. Good to talk with you again. Uh, by the way, uh, Steve Keeley reporting, and I think I've seen it in a couple other places, sad news around 1030 this morning, SEPTA bus driver shot to death right on the bus. I don't know what the dispute was or the reason over in um, near Abbotsford Homes, over in kind of Germantown. Yeah, I think that's still Germantown. It's Hunting Park. 
uh, shot to death, pronounced dead at the hospital. It goes on in Krasner land. We had the debate this morning between David O. and Terrell Parker, and David O. will be here at 1 o'clock today to give us his version to break it down. The biggest area of difference, there were two. One, the arena. It seems pretty clear to me Sherelle Parker is going to go for the arena. David O., it seems clear to me if he were mayor, would try to block it. And two, stop and frisk. She favors it constitutionally. So do I. David O. does not. So I'll ask him about that. He's here at 1 o'clock today as we get down to the final go-round here for the uh, race as mayor, for mayor. All right, 855-839-1210. Now, here's the thing about Mike Johnson. Mike Johnson is being attacked. He has, he's adopted, and I think the kid is now 14, an African-American male. And people like Matt Walsh and some of these other outlier conservatives are attacking him. They don't like his stance. Going after Derek Shaven, who the uh, Minneapolis cop who sat on George Floyd. Now, I do know about George Floyd and the drug intake and what actually killed him and what did not. But there is no reasonable approach to a defense of Derek Shaven in that matter. There's not. Now, there's no defense of rioting, looting, killing people, and all that stuff we've seen. There's no defense of not putting down rioting, looting, etc. That's on my mind because, again, another flunky judge in Philadelphia dismissed the previous judge and said that Officer Mark Dial, the man who shot the guy in Kensington that uh, had the looters come out, remember, is still, in her view, now charged again with first-degree murder and has to return to prison. John McNesby will be here at 1.30 to break that down. It's Larry Krasner again. He's not going to give up. When it's a cop, nothing will stop. He will chase you to the ends of the earth. But imagine going after Johnson on that. And also because Johnson feels, Mike Johnson, that his 14-year-old son might have more difficulty than his white 14-year-old son by birth. Now, there's a a good debate here about what he said about that, etc. But to say that conservatives should not support this guy because his view on the family of that or George Floyd is exactly why we have trouble here. These are people just wanting to make their name. Aha, I'm not one of those people blindly supporting this guy. I think he's an unbelievable choice. He just can't be against everything all the time just to get your name out there. Now, if he does some things I don't like, I'll say the individual things I don't like, but I like the backgrounds. I like the demeanor. I like the fact that finally they were able to unify around him. I like his positions, particularly the Ukraine spending, the constitutional principles. I like what he did in 2020. I read you from some of the brief he prepared and got 146 congressmen and women to sign off on it and to be part of it, okay? That's not election denialism. Stacey Abrams, that's an election denier. Hillary Clinton, bit of an election. Hakeem Jeffries, any number of Democrats. 
This was a constitutional issue saying here in Pennsylvania, we saw these abuses, the legislature, they just didn't have it in them to stand up to that as Mark Levin advised. If they had, the Supreme Court would have had a rule on all that stuff. There's even a piece in here about the fact of transparency that we couldn't see the vote counting. What would it have cost to let us see the vote counting? They didn't want to do it. They were determined they were going to strong arm it through. That's exactly what it came down to. So this is a thoughtful guy. This isn't someone saying wild stuff. That's how they're trying to portray him. And they're going to continue to try to do that because they're having trouble getting a glove on him here. All right, 855-839-1210. That's how you get in. Hit us with your all-time Johnson or John. And uh, I realize the John is easier. So we'll take more probably with the uh, Johnson. There's a lot of Johnson still out there in honor of Mike Johnson. Uh, Hit us with that. Uh, And as I said, a lot of great people coming up. Didn't even get to yet. I've been waiting to hold off till we get more developments. I'll tell you what I think about the shooting in Maine. What is at the core of it? Now, there are always a multitude of things in any of these individual shootings. But I will uh, give you what I think is the nugget, the core of it. And then we'll talk about it. We don't need any new laws, I'll tell you that. The laws are there. The mechanisms are the guts to actually enforce the law, to put the laws into motion. That's where the breakdown is. So in other words, do we need to put a big penalty on people in the mental health field who see maniacs like this? and are afraid to do anything about it, is that what we need to do? I know there's duties to report and all that, but there seems to be a lot of loopholes in here, and a lot of people are afraid of what's right in front of them, a guy hearing voices, heavily skilled in weapons, access to weapons, actually threatening to shoot up a military base, and yet, let him go. Let's see what happens. Isn't that really the core of this so far as we know now? After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house and owning it. Having an advocate who can help you navigate negotiations, timelines, inspections, and more can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Time to your Dano show. Uh, We have this, uh, I'll play you what Chris Kuhn says. It's uh, knee-jerk of knee-jerk. So we have this um, horrible situation in Maine. You know, I hesitate to even give numbers. They're not important. It's just a lot of people have been murdered and or wounded and terrorized, apparently, by this uh, maniac on the loose. And the bottom line is, as almost every single time, by the way, you know, one of my thoughts today was, uh, where's the manifesto of the Nashville shooter? You know, why have we still not seen that? Might that, here's my reason. Might that give us a window into some of these mental issues and ask, 
What is it that has people so afraid or they don't have the mechanism once we see this to stop these people from committing crimes like this? Now, look, we're a rights-based society by and large, and certainly we don't want to usurp rights. I'm not talking about the Second Amendment. I'm talking about committing people. But you have someone like this guy, obviously trained weapons instructor of some sort, access to big-time weapons, military base, hearing voices, and threatening to shoot up that base. You got to do a better job of containing this guy, don't you think? Now, I'm not sure. We don't know. I know Maine has what are called yellow flag, not red flag uh, laws. Why these are ineffective that the mechanism doesn't click. All I know is the problem with the red flag laws. And Pennsylvania almost had this. We had a uh, representative from the suburbs, I remember from Collegeville, Republican. It was a knockdown drag out when he came on because people are not believing the mechanism is there to legitimately stop somebody like this while not widespread, you know, some kind of domestic dispute, for example. Usually the wife, the woman says this, and then immediately the system comes in is the fear to take away those rights when there's nothing legitimate about it. That, to me, is the core issue. Now, when the shooters say in Parkland, right? Uh, Well, that is somebody that we know, due to the Obama rules, they were afraid to in school and otherwise, the number of times they went to the House, the number of suspensions, do anything about it. How often does that happen? It's almost always. You just don't see someone snap one day and go and commit these atrocities. You just don't. But the system is ineffectual in stopping it. So that's where the debate ought to be about how far are we willing to go to tighten it up. But doesn't it always come back to human beings? Think of the major at Fort Hood mowing people down. He had written stuff. He crawled with it. He said stuff. The military, they were afraid they wouldn't advance because he was Muslim. It came out afterward. If they did anything about it. So they let it slide. Everybody thinks, well, it's not going to happen. Then when it does, we say we need more firearms laws or more laws of some sort or another. When really, it's a question of, is the mechanism there to stop this while respecting rights? And if we believe it is, that we can't sharpen it any better, why is it that people then are not putting it into play effectively, people who saw this guy. I mean, he was under mental health care. What is the missing element? That's where the debate is. That's what we have to drill down on if you want to get a handle and prevent some of this, other than having more people that can return fire so that a guy can't just mow people down. But this happens all the time. And instead, we're diverted to the debate over guns. The more interesting debate, the harder debate, is when does a person have to remain committed? When does a person have to be under treatment? And they knew all these things. It takes days, and then the media gets tired of it, and we move on. 
So it's 18 people dead, 13 people injured, no update on the shooter at this point. Uh, they are trying to close in on him. I mean, it is a manhunt of big time, but you can't just blow it off and say, well, this is the price, Dom, for a free society. No, well, then the price is too high. It's, it's not about just saying stuff like that. It's about getting at the core of the problem. Disturb people and what we should do. Sylvia Segrist, I've been on that case forever, my whole time in talk radio. They let her go. They wouldn't keep her committed. The mom tried everything she could. She easily got access to the weapon. Was it the Granite Run Mall? Was it Springfield Mall, I think it was. This seems to be of that sort. All right, this, this is the problem that we have. All right, phone lines are 855-839-1210. Here is Chris Kunzo, uh, Senator Coons. This will be cut uh, 12, and I'll, I'll stop it here after a little bit. Here is uh, Chris Kunzo telling us, no, 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 Dom, it's no other advanced country in the world has this challenge. It's us. It's our guns. It's the Second Amendment. Here's Chris Coons. And it's not even the end of the year. That's according to the Gun Violence Archive. With us this morning, Democratic Senator of Delaware, who has worked tirelessly on the issue of gun violence, Chris Coons. Let me ask you, Senator, a question that Phil just asked Representative Dusty Johnson, and that is, is this just what Americans are going to have to accept? that this is, could happen to them any day. Poppy, I certainly hope not. President Biden signed into law last year uh, the biggest progress we've made forward on closing uh, loopholes in the gun background check system uh, and investing tens of billions of dollars more in community mental health. But yesterday, we took a vote on the floor of the Senate uh, on relaxing the standards for access to guns um, for veterans who have been adjudicated mentally ill. Actually, I may be wrong. That may be a vote coming up today. Um, we do have a country that is sharply divided in terms of our understanding on the limits on gun rights. It was one of President Biden's big accomplishments, along with a bipartisan group here in the Senate um, last year, that we move forward on closing background check loopholes and improving gun safety. But there is so much more to do. No other advanced industrialized country has this challenge where day after day after day there are mass shootings. Okay, that's enough over. there, Sean. So uh, I knew we'd get to that point. Is it that or is it the mechanisms we have? It seems now, and look, I'm always cautious until we fully know and I want to drill down and see who knew what and said what with this guy when he was in treatment and what they were looking at. Why then is it impossible to contain him? And or did they just say, hey, we're not going to get in any trouble if we let him go, so let's roll the dice? How many times have we been through this? And when we look in the background, people notice these things, and yet they were unable or unwilling to do what was necessary to contain it. No, it's not just, well, that's a price to live in a free society. No, no, no. I'm not in the camp saying that. That's too cavalier to just blow away the hard work, I guess, because you're afraid somebody's going to say you're against the Second Amendment. It's not about the Second Amendment. It's more about individual freedom here. And how do we curtail that when we have someone like this who had access to a lot of weapons 
and was deeply, deeply, when you're hearing voices and you say you're going to shoot up this military installation, we're just going to say that's a price for a free society. No, I don't think so. That's what it comes down to. But what reform, what can you do to do better at that? You can't give up on that. And it's it's tough. But right away, it's about more gun laws, more Second Amendment gun laws. Now, whatever Chris Coons there was talking about veterans, I'm sensitive to that because, you know, at times there's too much just because there's someone was a veteran that they're all going to have some kind of mental illness as a result of where they served or whatever. Got to be cautious with that. This seems to be more clear cut, though. So why is it that this guy then could still pull this off? Well, that's what ought to be drilled down in great detail, as much as we can recreate. And that's where the mitigation is. That's where we can stop some of this. All right, 855-839-1210. Let's go to uh, Jane in Buckingham. Jane, you're on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, uh, Jane, good afternoon. Hi. Good afternoon. Um, I sort of have a, I don't know, um, double one here with, John Harold Johnson. He's the guy who uh, started up the publishing business that did uh, Jet and Ebony. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yes, very, very successful. And that's two. You got a John and a Johnson. Thank you, Jane, very much. Thanks for that. 855-839-1210. Uh, let's go to Amy in Shelfon. Hey, Amy, welcome in. Hey, Dom, I know you have the right intention, but you're really not aware of the real core problem. Firstly, no one can be committed against their will. That's against their constitutional right. However, what really needs to be... Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. I I don't think that's correct. If you, if you, if you, wait a minute, if you are making threats against me or shooting up... no, No, wait a minute, Amy. As this guy, or making threats as he did at a military base, they oh, certainly I don't know can. That. I didn't hear any of his background. Well, I yes, think... they certainly can lock you up. Sure. Oh, I didn't hear what his background yes. was. But here's what the problem is: somebody needs to go inside with a hidden mic and a hidden camera and go into these inpatient psychiatric hospital. It's a revolving door business. I have family members that okay. self. What they do is they milk Medicare, they keep you at least two weeks. As soon as Medicare doesn't pay anymore, they send them out the door. All they do is give them art therapy, and they over-medicate them without therapeutically caring for these patients. And it's all, I don't know how many inpatient hospitals, but I've known people that have said this. It needs to be exposed. They are not treating them. It's a revolving door. It's a business. And they are the most right, vulnerable population. And my understanding from uh, from experts, it, it's only 1% or 3% of people with brain diseases. It's not a mental illness. There's no mental organ in the body. It's a brain pathology. It's a brain disease, schizophrenia or whatever. So people have to stop the stigma that it's a mental illness. That's a bit jargon word. That's meant to keep that population down because it's big, big, big billions of dollar business. All right. Thanks, Amy. Now, on the first point there, as far as revolving doors and payment and business and all, yeah, that's a fair point to examine. Was there pressure to just let them go? As far as this idea, there's no mental illness. Uh, I'm not going to have 
Of course there is. Uh, and it's not just related to a brain or whatever. No, there's all kinds of elements to it. All right, phone lines are 855-839-1210. Hit us with your favorite Johnson or John, but Johnson preferably if you have one. There's a lot of them in honor of Mike Johnson. And are we going to hold it against Mike Johnson because of what he said about George Floyd, as some of these people are? How ridiculous. This is a bright beginning here. I am hopeful, and for once we say that, that something good came out of all this back and forth, and is this guy. And I think uh, he's going to be able to unite them, and Jim Jordan is in a great role, etc., So I'm happy about that. Sure, I'd still like Jim Jordan. I know him. I like the style and all that. Stylistically, though, this guy might have the advantage because he might be able to get more things done. We'll see. Good Thursday. Dom Giordano Show. David O at 1. John McNesby, 1.30. Jeff Van Drew at 2.30 today. Got a great side question going on. Um, What does it tell us? These people, I'm I'm looking at um, really uh, Barry Weiss, an esteemed writer, organizer, uh, spotted a friend tearing down these posters and all over the place. Now, look, they're up there in public spaces where nobody owns it, I guess. I told you about my experience yesterday over on Walnut Street, seeing where I parked, ripped down of hostages, many of them children. Who the hell are these people? Well, they're the people that have gotten away with it. They're the loudest. They're the most aggressive, this pro-Palestinian clack. These supporters of Hamas, these people getting giddy over the hang gliders. Who are they to rip down posters all over the place of children that are held hostage? What's that about? What's it about is they're in a war with us, a propaganda war and maybe even a physical war. So in the UK, they're actually, they actually met today to set up metrics to take those that are there on visa or other means and kick them out of the country. We don't need them here. They're not American citizens. And you can say it's a small thing, tearing down these things. You know, it, it's hard to say if it's on university property, uh, they probably could do something about it. But what is it about? What is it about? Is there the mob? That's what it's about. And they're just going to overwhelm you. They're consumed. And they're not consumed just by anti-Jewish sentiment. No, no, no. People that do this are anti-America, anti-traditional America. They don't like this country the way it is. They're ingrates. They're ungrateful. Be it Tlaib, Omar, any of these. That's what it's like. So these Jewish students trapped in the library at Cooper Union with the mob outside banging on the windows trying to break down the doors to get at them, are told by the librarians, well, you can take shelter in the attic. God, how chilling that is. So who is going to step up and push back against this? They're just seething. And that's what the tearing down of the posters is. They're showing off. They're seething. They're saying... It's our way or the highway. That's what it's all about. If that's one-sided, then you're on that side. You're not being reasonable at all. There's no reason to tear down. Put up your own posters. Free Palestine. Look at what they're doing to the babies in Gaza. Go ahead. That's a response. Put that up. 
No, no, no. We're going to tear down the posters of the hostages holding on to life held by these monsters. Because we don't want the world to see that. More importantly, we want to show you, we know, particularly on college campuses or in cities like Philadelphia, we can do whatever we want. All right, let me go to Joe and Exton, get in another of our Johnsons here. Hey, Joe, good afternoon. Who do you have today? Uh, yes, hello, Dom. Good afternoon. Mike Johnson is the conglomerate medical firm, Johnson & Johnson. That is a very good one. Two Johnsons there for Joe. All right, we'll put that one down. Uh, we'll continue that to the end, and then we'll pick a winner today. Put your name into the hat. Coming up, David O., who had the first debate this morning with Sherelle Parker to be the next mayor in Philadelphia. And there were some points of disagreement, even though it was very civil. There's some interesting parts of that. We'll talk with John McNesby because a Philadelphia judge yesterday just, you know, Krasner went there and said, hey, put this cop in jail for murder. You've all seen by now what Mark Dial did on that call. If they want to dismiss him from the police, that's a legal matter debate. I could hear that for the uh, situation there in Kensington. But to charge him with first-degree murder just shows you how crazed Larry Krasner is when it comes to cops. He just can't get enough to try to torture them. And he's a real detriment to getting people to join the Philadelphia police. They're thinking, hey, I don't want to be in the jurisdiction. In fact, a lot of the suburbs are now saying they won't send their cops in to help out in Philadelphia, their detectives or anything else. Why? They don't want them to fall under the fingers of Larry Krasner. That's why. And Jeff Andrew is deeply inside this whole speaker choice. A lot to say with him. He'll be here at 2.30. Also in this hour, I want to get to the inquire today. Can you imagine? They go to a guy with a Ph.D. that runs a boating expedition out of the Jersey Shore to say, we're making it up about the whales. Oh, really? That's all straight ahead on Talk Radio 1210. Dom Giordano, weekdays noon till 3. From Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.